0: This is episode 289, Moving Out of Overwhelm and Resistance with Nikki. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. And a special shout out to anyone who joined us for the Inner Child Workshop last weekend. It was so freaking amazing. Oh my gosh. We had so many powerful moments. If you were there, you know you know, you were there. And if you purchased it and haven't listened to the recording yet, you're in for a treat. It's an incredible workshop. And our next virtual workshop that we'll be teaching is a relationship retreat. So it'll be another three-day virtual retreat that's taught live and recorded. It's going to probably be in June. It's for couples, people in partnership, because you've been asking me this for so long, for so long. Please do relationship workshops. So we are going to, if you want to get on the interest list for that, we haven't built the website yet, but we're going to be offering an early bird discount. So if you want to get on the list for that, go to christinehasler.com slash relationship support. Have a beautiful, sweet episode for you today with Nikki. One thing that I talk about with her is the personality patterns, which is something I teach in the Inner Child Workshop. And it also, if you're in our Elementum Coaching Institute, you are familiar with the personality patterns there as well. The five personality patterns were developed by Stephen Kessler, who has a book called The Five Personality Patterns your guide to understanding yourself and others. I would love to get him on the show. I'm trying to figure out how to do that because he's incredible. And I have found these patterns so useful, but I'm telling you this now because Nikki did the inner child workshop. And we talk about some personality patterns, specifically the enduring pattern. And I just wanted you to know what we were talking about before you listen to the show. And I'll talk a little bit more about what that is in the breakdown after the show. So as you are listening to this call with Nikki, consider, do you get overwhelmed quite easily, but yet have trouble asking for help? Does your reaction to something, like your, your level of a reaction, sometimes not match the reality of the situation? Like you get super, super triggered, even though some part of you is like, why am I getting so triggered about this? Are you hard on yourself? Do you have a fierce inner critic? Do you internalize a lot of your feelings? is it difficult for you to ask for support? And PS, if you did not listen to my coach's corner last weekend with Erica Laura, please do. It's such an incredible interview and she does an awesome energy clearing at the end for my audience. And one of the things she clears for all of us is asking for support and not taking so much on. So it's, it was the perfect clearing for all of us. And especially with this, with this episode, before we dive in, I wanna to talk to all you business owners, all you people that sell stuff online, and I know it's a lot of you, got a lot of entrepreneurs that listen. Well, you're definitely in the right business, an online business. Most people are shopping online now, and that means a lot of orders are coming in and a lot of orders you need to ship out fast. That's why online sellers need ShipStation. No matter how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders. From all your sales channels, faster, cheaper, and more effectively. They import orders from any sales channel. They ship with any carrier, and you can access discounted shipping rates and automate just about any shipping task. So, oh, you'll spend a lot less time on shipping and a lot more time growing your business. I have a friend who has a product line. He uses this, and she loves it because she's super creative. She loves making her product, but the logistics not her zone of genius and not what she enjoys, and it really drains her. And since she's been working with ship station. She's been able to be way more in her zone of genius because she's not spending so much time tracking orders and figuring out what's the cheapest carrier. This is her one-stop shop for all her shipping needs. So no matter what you're selling or where, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone, and you can just get back to doing your business. It's no wonder ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. And hey, as my listener, you get a free 60 day trial. Not 30 days, not 10 days, like a lot of people, not a week, but 60 day free trial. Just use my offer code over it. Go to shipstation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and type in over it. That's shipstation, S H I P S T A T I O N.com, and enter the code over it. And now on to my call with Nikki. Nikki, welcome to the show. How can I help?
1: Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for this time. I think what's been coming up most recently for me is really finding ways to speak up for myself and ask for what I need from an empowered place. Um, I find that I tend to just create situations where I feel disempowered or ashamed or unsure of myself. And then I sort of squeak out something from there. Mm. And then I don't get what I need. And I feel very like, oh, here we are again, deflated, that feeling that sinking feeling comes in.
0: Right. Could you give me an example?
1: Yeah, I can give you a very recent one. We just went on a very short local trip, we came back, I often struggle with like follow through on cleanup and tidying up It's just a thing and I've made progress on. And so I try to be gentle with myself and I came back, I'm like, I'm tired. I don't think I can unpack like in the next few days. And I sort of made that decision within me, but I didn't really inform my husband, who invariably at some point when he's stressed will start to reflect back to me. Oh, like, why is this here? Haven't we cleared this up? Because it was kind of Mm -hmm. understood. I would do it. And I haven't gotten into it. And so we had a conversation where it was like, why is this here? And like, I immediately went into like, I didn't tell him. And like, it's still a mess. And it's just one suitcase
0: that's lying in the hallway. But right. it felt like so much more to me. Did you go into was the feeling shame? Was it self judgment? Was it mad at him for pointing it think, out? What was the feeling? I think it was all of those feelings. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. I think it's first anger. I think first that, like, Mm -hmm. don't be so hard on me. Mm -hmm. I'm already so hard on myself. Mm, mm, That's an important one. Um, Have you ever said
0: that out loud to him?
1: I have. In maybe not quite those words, but I've asked for, I need the soothing, calm tone. And... Me being an empath, I can like, I can read it. This is just, I can, even before he says something, I can see the almost eye roll or the frustration mm. on his face. So I think it's even that he, he doesn't really have to say much for it to get triggered.
0: Yeah. So that emotion that's coming up, mm-hmm. you can let it come up. You don't have to hold it together Yeah. at all. So that emotion that's coming up, what's that?
1: Um, hmm. I think sadness that mm-hmm. I'm I'm struggling with this, and I'm, I think there is some amount of judgment. I'm still struggling with this after doing a lot
0: of what I think work on it. well let's let's explore the sadness a little bit, because I okay. hear you. I think that's the commentary that goes with the sadness. But when mm. I close my eyes and I feel into your sadness what I feel is just a little one inside who just doesn't really feel seen. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about her? Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, So
1: my little one is one who definitely didn't feel seen, had to hold it all together Mm -hmm. as a kid to make sure things will come around her. Um, was always told what needs to be done. I didn't really have much of a voice
0: Mm -hmm. for what she wanted to do. Yeah. 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 So it's hard as an adult to have a voice now because there's a little one that gets triggered even with something. You know, we always know there's an inner child trigger when our level of reaction doesn't really meet or match the current level of reality. Mm -hmm. So if we were just observing you, you know, suitcase lying in the hallway, husband saying, why is this still there? The reaction you're having really doesn't match the reality, right? And I'm not telling you your reaction is wrong. Your reaction is completely 100% fine. But we know there's a trigger there because it's a bigger reaction than one that meets the situation. And so there's this little one who feels so disempowered and so scared to speak up because, well, let me ask you, what would happen in your family if you did try to speak up?
1: I think it would have triggered some yelling or shouting or an argument of some sort yeah. or a, no, we do it my way, like my parents' way, not my way.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So there's just a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. a lot of fear. And I know you probably know all this. I know this is yeah. things that you've thought about. And like you said, you have a lot of awareness, but do you know what, from my perspective, is the number one thing in your way to shift this?
1: Mm-hmm. Feel the feelings and ride the wave, maybe one.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> and go yes. Back and connect with that little one. Yes. that's That's <laughs> the answer. But what do you think is blocking you from doing that? Is the fear? Fear, yeah, and a lot of self-criticism. Mm-hmm. One of the most important things you said is don't be so hard on me. I'm already hard enough on myself. Yeah. You're a big internalizer. I would mm-hmm. guess that you have. Have you done the inner child workshop with us? Yes, I did both, yes. Okay, beautiful. Yes. So that's why you probably have such great access to the inner child. What pattern did you recognize that you, the person in terms of the personality patterns, which pattern do you recognize that you're in?
1: Um, so leaving and merging mm-hmm. with an anxious attachment style. Mm-hmm.
0: And I would say a little bit of enduring as well.
1: Yeah, I think over time, I think I have evolved from leaving and merging mm-hmm. to some amount of, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think as I've gotten older and as a parent, I think there's the enduring yeah, as well.
0: Well, even as a little kid, having to just be quiet and not express mm-hmm. your feelings. And if you did express your feelings, it was met with yelling. There's a pattern that develops of just holding it all in, mm-hmm. holding yeah. it all in, holding it all in, holding it all in. And you know, the leaving, you know, just wanting to leave your body and not be here. So just take a deep breath so you can make sure you're still in your body. Yes. And then that merging pattern of being well well, how do you think the merging pattern shows up for you? Because you don't present to me as being super needy. Um I tend to accommodate
1: and People, please, is probably the simplest way to term it.
0: Um, yeah. I, I, that- I would say that's more enduring uh, than merging. Okay. Um, so when you go mm-hmm. back and look at your, the, if you review any of the inner child stuff, I would pay a little more attention to the enduring pattern. Okay. Because yeah. that, because I, and the reason why I'm zoning in on it is I want to be able to offer you the best guidance in terms of how to work with it. Yeah. So it's great that you've done the inner child workshop. So you have a beautiful foundation. Remember, it's consistency. Awareness about the inner child isn't enough. It's that constant engagement with the inner child and practicing feeling feelings. Because for the enduring pattern, being in the body, moving the body, and expressing emotions, and expressing your truth, and speaking your truth – Is the way out of that pattern,
1: Mm, yeah. Hmm, And
0: yeah, like you said, fear is a big one. So there's a part of your brain that knows I it's important for me to speak up. I need to have a voice. I need to have my truth. But then all this fear comes up because that little one's afraid you're going to get in trouble. And part of what is difficult in terms of healing is that when we start to integrate the work through actions, you have a lot of awareness, you've processed a lot of feelings, it seems like, and now Mm -hmm. you're at the phase where it's integration, where it's action, where it's really speaking up. And this is the hard part because the people in our life might not always react the way we necessarily want them to react. Same thing with setting boundaries. When we start setting boundaries, it's not like people go, oh, You're so healthy and well adapted. You've set this lovely boundary and I completely respect it and hear it. They might push back or yell. And you might speak up, and your husband might yell a little bit or push back or be dismissive or react in a way that reminds you of your childhood. And part of the integration, Nikki, and this is the hard part part of the integration is not collapsing when that happens. Right. So there's the speaking mm. up and the expressing emotion and if it's met with any resistance or anything that reminds you of your childhood it's not collapsing back into childhood because then you're just you're back in the cycle. So it's kind of like a two-part thing. It's speaking up, feeling your feelings and then no matter how that lands with the other person, especially if it lands in a way where you feel triggered where you feel dismissed again this is right. where you give your inner child an even more important voice voice because first there's the voice of speaking up and sharing the emotion and then there's the inner parent that's the protector that if right. dismissed when we speak up goes hey no you're not allowed to talk to me like that these are my emotions this is important to me it's important for me to express this do you understand what i'm saying it's kind of a two part thing
1: yes yes and i th- i it's all landing, like, because I think I didn't identify as much with endure, I saw it, but I'm like, I think I'm more here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm observing that, oh, there's more that I can integrate from the lens of enduring. Yeah. Um And yeah. I'm, I am noticing also, like, as you were talking and reflecting back, yes, like, it made so much sense. Like, I do see that reaction where it's like, oh, I don't have this perfect, I'm here and seen and understood as soon as I establish a boundary or I push back in some way. Um, And I think I've seen that more in certain other cases. I think this around keeping order, keeping things reasonably organized when I have a tendency to create overwhelm and Mm -hmm. put a lot on my plate or have a lot of stuff in my home. I think there's just so much shame around that Mm -hmm. in the first place that it's really hard to go reconnect back, remember, and bring in my protector and yeah. like hold that space for my inner child because yeah. I'm just like in such a pool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Many well, that's, feelings. Yeah. And that's another the characteristic of the enduring. They take a lot on, mm. take a lot on, take a lot on, put a lot on their plate, but because there's no release valve, there's no output. It does feel overwhelming. Right. Cause it's hard to ask for help. It's hard to say no. You have massive expectations of yourself about about how much you're supposed to hold, so on and so forth. So it gets to the point where it it does feel completely overwhelming because there's no outlet. It's sort of like, you know, imagine a river and there's a dam. And if the water keeps flowing and flowing and flowing and the dam never releases it, there's going to be a lot of pressure on that dam and it can only hold it for so long. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 I I see that. Um, I think the next question that comes to mind is I have the awareness, I have some level of integration, but here's where I hit resistance sure. and I'm wondering how to move forward. Like I know that anger is a feeling and emotion that i wasn't really allowed to express and feel so i'm i always have the intention to do the anger burn and do the work and i i only end up doing it when i'm oh like the dam's about to burst i better do it now and then i create the environment to do it so it happens like every 6 weeks or so is what i've observed mm-hmm. and i feel like i would love to get it to why wait till the dam's about to burst? Like more of a self-care practice. And I'm just so resistant to that because I think it's just so, um, yeah, I'm so not used to it. Yeah,
0: well, it is when when you are used to holding feelings inside, it can be very uncomfortable to do anger work. So what I would suggest to, because it's like, okay, let's go back to the metaphor and the visual of the dam. Yeah. if you've got the dam and then you just release it, it's going to be a rush of water. It's going to be massive. And so I think for you, there's just so much pressure buildup. And then an anger release could be such a rush that it could be too jarring because there's so much pressure that's building up over time. So that could be part of why you're resisting it. Does what I said so far make sense?
1: Yes, okay. it does.
0: So what I would suggest to you is just to commit to at least a 40-day practice of release writing for a minimum mm-hmm. of 10 minutes a day where you're just writing, writing as fast as you can, stream of consciousness, no thought, and then you're just ripping it up or you know burning it at the end. I would like to see for you, Nikki, what a daily practice of letting things out and letting your emotions out. You can do it writing. I think writing is a beautiful way to do it. Another way to do it is just voice memos in your phone, just talking out loud and recording Mm. it and then deleting it if you want. You can alternate between the two, but I'd love to give you some kind of daily release valve because that is part of how we heal the enduring pattern is we get into a more of a rhythm and a comfort zone of expressing instead of holding, 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 holding. A lot of people with enduring patterns sometimes are hoarders as well, because it's just like holding, holding, holding. You know, yeah. In you know that that type of stuff. How does that feel? Is that something you think you could do?
1: There is some nervousness as I think about it.
0: Okay. Because I have
1: tried different versions of let's journal regularly and no pressure to make it every single day, like five days, four days, whatever it can look like in a week. And I keep, I think, running away from it eventually. It hasn't stuck. um, Despite trying different habits, I've tried release writing, I've tried journaling. Mm -hmm. I got like a six minute journal and then like that stuck for a week or two and it's gone. And so I'm like, Maybe I just need to sign up for accountability with a friend and really yeah. commit to it. Then just trying to go at yeah. it all by myself might be yeah. one thought.
0: That would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. And because it's one of those things where to shift these things, and this is where the inner parent comes in as well, because the inner parent, right? The, the, the healthy inner parent is our protector. It's our teacher. It's our coach. It's the one that keeps and gives us structure because just think about it. Uh, I don't know. if you have children?
1: I do. Okay,
0: I have them. So I'm sure when you first taught them to brush their teeth or put away their dishes or anything, you had to be on them, (laughs) remind them. Did you brush your teeth? Did you wash your hands? Now, when they're 12 or however old, they're going to get to a point where you're not going to need to remind them. They're just going to do it. But yeah. you that is discipline. And discipline, remember, comes from the word disciple, loving following. So it's really getting to a level of discipline where you tap into that loving inner parent. And you say, okay, Nikki, I know you don't want to do this, but we're going to do this because we're going to feel so much better afterwards. It's just, it's just 10 minutes. We can sit down and do it. So I think an accountability partner is great. And I think really connecting in with that loving voice of that loving inner parent. And you could even write a letter to yourself from the voice of the loving inner parent that handles discipline, just like you've had to discipline your kids when you're teaching them. Not discipline them like put them in the corner because they've been bad, but discipline in terms of teaching them habits. That's part of discipline. Discipline isn't just about punishment. It's about teaching and routines and developing habits. So you could write a letter from that place that you could read anytime you feel like you want to Slack off or not do it um, or resistance or any of those things. Because remember, your inner child also has a rebel. And she's like, I've been forced to do things I don't want to do my whole life. So you can remind her this isn't about making you do something you don't want to do. Remind that part of you, this is for us. This is for us. So we don't have to feel so heavy. So we don't have to hold so much inside. So we don't have to feel so overwhelmed. I don't want you to think of it or come at it like, I have to do this because something's wrong with me or I need to shift this or I need to heal this. I want you to come at it, any of your your growth work. And this probably is why things haven't stuck because your come from has been something's wrong, I need to fix it, I need to change this about me. And when yeah. we have that come from, of course we're not gonna stick to it because it feels awful. But if your come yeah. from is really from the place of, this is how I release overwhelm. Like if I if I were just to ask you Nikki, would you like to have less overwhelm in your life? And if I could tell you just one thing you could do for 10 minutes a day to feel less overwhelmed, would you be willing to do it? Oh, yes. Yeah. It's totally different come from, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: see that. Yeah, when you were describing the the loving parent in that, like when I hit resistance, it's probably this inner rebel that's so used to. Yes. No, I can't do that because someone's telling me to do it or it's like from this shameful, frustrated place.
0: Right. And then you have the critical inner parent that comes up and is like, you need to do it. You suck. You're a slacker. You're never going to change. You've invested all this money in your personal growth and you're not changing. Right. So it's like the inner child rebel comes up and then the inner critical parent comes up and it's a mess. So we want to tune into that inner child, super vulnerable part that just feels overwhelmed with her feelings and emotions and all these things. And we want to find the super loving parent that can provide structure for that inner child.
1: Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Structure is something I do struggle with for myself. That's where I think the original, I haven't proven to myself that I can be consistent all on my own. And I think it's because I've not really tapped into that inner parent consistently. Right.
0: Well, this simple recommendation that I'm giving you yeah, is, um, I think, a good start.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes.
0: How do you feel I now? Feel I
1: feel good. I had, like, waves of emotion come up in between Yeah. just listening to, <sighs> yeah, I think it was just a space to express it all. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and just being seen, you know. Yeah, that's that's another indicator of that enduring pattern, or we don't even have to put it in a box. Just repressed emotion. Mm-hmm. When you're in the presence of someone that you feel sees you, and just in the space of compassion, which is the space—it's always my intention to hold. A lot of times, that emotion can just come up. It's another form of a release valve. Right. So yeah. that's my, why I'm encouraging you to do the release writing and really do it from that place of compassion and give yourself a safe space to just express. Remember, this is not an assignment. This is not a self-improvement project. This is a oasis for you, 10 minutes a day or more, where you get to express where it's safe for you to write and say whatever you want to say where emotion can come up it's your little sanctuary yeah it's a place just for you mhm
1: i see that i see that yeah and yeah. i think i i'm thinking of the many things cuz this is where i don't want the rebel to come in cuz my inner critic is not as loud as it used to be. My inner critic is much more subtle these days. So I almost miss, it just is the sinking feeling. It's just right. like, I, I right. don't even recognize it's so, a inner critic until I like, process and I speak to you, for instance.
0: Well, th- you do. It's the sinking feeling, feeling. Yeah. So when you feel that feeling, just say, stop, inner critic, I know you're trying to protect me and mm. just thank it and forgive yourself for judging yourself and come back to love
1: Yeah,
0: gentle like gentle <laughs> does this help oh. a little bit
1: yes it does it beautiful.
0: does beautiful and are you willing to, to create this little sanctuary oasis practice for yourself yeah, to help I release think, the overwhelm definitely
1: yes and I'm just thinking of other steps I can take to like the yes Committing to the 10 minutes, really tapping into that loving, inner parent voice. Yes. Um, And I think also some outer structure with like a friend and making it fun. Um, I don't know, like a book and a pen.
0: Yeah, I think that's beautiful.
1: Something like that. Whatever Um,
0: feels good. Whatever feels really good. And just don't put too much on your plate at once. Because remember, you're already dealing with overwhelm. So yes. Simple, simple, small action steps. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Okay. Yes.
1: Yes. I'll let you know what happens in 40 days.
0: Beautiful. Please do. Thank you, Nikki.
1: All right. Thank you so much, Christine.
0: Thank you so much, Nikki, for your honesty, your vulnerability. You just have such a beautiful, sweet energy. And I really hope that today's coaching session helped you really step into more of your power, more of your voice, and more into your loving discipline. So let's talk about this coaching session. So Nikki had done a lot of self-work. She'd even done the inner child workshop. She had a lot of awareness, but things still keep coming up. And that's normal. You know, I said to everybody in the inner child workshop this weekend, Doing personal growth work, especially inner child work, doesn't mean that boom, all of a sudden you're healed and you're not triggered and you, all your patterns are super healthy and you're living in total integrity and aligned with your goals and you're accountable. And it takes time, you know, the, the patterns that we develop, the coping strategies, the results from our wounding, they've been there for many years, decades. And so it takes a little time for something to move from awareness to integration. And I think we uncovered some really key things here for Nikki that will hopefully help her. So first we talked about that feeling of being overwhelmed and that feeling of her reaction to something not matching the circumstance, like the suitcase example. It wasn't that big of a deal, but to her, it felt like a really big deal. And it triggered that thought inside, don't be so hard on me. I'm already so hard on myself. And that most likely stems back to so much inner child wounding. She really felt like she had to hold it all together. She had to be a certain way. She couldn't speak up. She couldn't speak her truth. And so whenever she feels criticized, it just hits that wound of who's there for me? Like, who is there for me? Like, I'm trying to hold it all together. Please don't criticize me. That's the last thing I need. What she probably would have loved is her husband to just pick up the suitcase and say, I'll unpack this for you. You have a lot on your plate right? But it's really hard for her to communicate those needs. And that's part of the enduring pattern. So the enduring pattern develops around age three-ish. And it's when our need at that age is to really be expressed, to be able to express our feelings, to be able to express who we are, to just feel like it's safe to be ourselves and express. And we can express a need and someone will actually meet that need and take care of us. And if we lived in a family where emotional expression wasn't encouraged. We were to be seen, not heard. We were told what to do. We had to figure out what to do just to not piss anybody off. We end up often with something called the enduring pattern, which is a pattern of like, I'll just hold it all together. I'll just hold it all inside because it's not safe for me to express. It's not safe for me to speak my truth. And so that's a little bit what Nikki's in. So the way out of it is learning how to express, learning how to express her feelings both in something like release writing, which I'll talk more about in a second, and express and speak her voice to people like her husband. And a key thing with finding with our voice and speaking our voice is there's two parts, and I talked about this to Nikki too. There's first speaking up for ourselves, like really speaking that need, speaking up for ourselves, saying, you know, no, don't talk to me like that, or no, I cannot do that, or please XYZ. And then that person reacts. And that's where a lot of us go mute again. <laughs> it's like we, we take the big step, we speak up, but then it's not met with love, compassion, understanding. And so we mute ourselves again. So part one is speaking up. Part two is like continuing to speak up, really holding that boundary. And if we feel squashed or criticized or judged or gaslighted or any of those things, when we do speak up, say no, like, no, I'm not, I'm not taking this. I'm gonna continue to speak up. So it's speaking up and then giving ourselves even more of a voice. The other thing Nikki and I talked about is with overwhelm, and especially with the enduring pattern, there's no release valve. So it's like this river that just flows and flows and flows and flows and flows, and the dam is just closed, and it just just gets backed up and backed up and backed up. And Nikki talked about, well, I really want to do anger work, but to me, maybe anger work would be too much of a pressure release. Maybe she needs to go at it a little more gently, which a lot of us do. And she said she tried release writing and it didn't work and she has trouble with accountability. But my sense as to why she has trouble with accountability and why a lot of you have trouble with accountability, because you put all these things in place that you know you should do to work on yourselves and heal yourself. And it feels like an assignment. It feels like work. It feels like, oh, this is the thing I have to do because I'm broken and I don't like how I'm being. And so I have to do this thing to make me better. How inspiring is that? <laughs> Not very at all, right? So we need to come at discipline. Using that word disciple, loving follower, we need to come at discipline is like, this is something I get to do. This is my oasis. This is what frees me up from so much that's holding me back. Your come from when it comes to any of these discipline things is so so important and that come from needs to be loving, it needs to be gentle, it needs to be enthusiastic, not from something is wrong or something is wrong with me. You're going to keep hitting resistance if you come from that place. So discipline is important, self-care practices are important, especially as we're integrating. But if you come at it from, oh I have to do this cuz I'm so broken and I don't like this pattern, you're not going to stick with it. Your inner rebel is going to come out and be like, I'm so sick of doing things I don't want to do. I just want to eat ice cream in front of the TV. It's going to react. But if it's like, oh, this is so exciting. I get to, I can't wait to do my release writing. I can't wait to meditate. I can't wait to do my anger burn. Yes. You know, I have needed to do an anger burn for a while now, but I haven't been well. So I haven't been able to do it physically. Because when I do anger burns, I like to go for it. I like to yell, I like to hit, I like to scream. I like to really just, like I said, go for it. And I've been physically restricted, so I haven't been able to. And I'm so excited to do it, right? I think I'm, I will be able to in a couple days and I'm so excited to do it. And that's how I want you to feel about release writing an anger burn and why I'm excited and believe me, when I first started doing anger burns, I would dread them. But I know the release and the relief I feel I know the energy I get back. I know the irritability that I get to let go of. So that's the come from that I want you to have whenever you're coming to anger work or release writing or any of those things. So that's your first takeaway. Second thing is, you know, discipline with love. If you if you try to set all these self-care practices in place, it's gonna trigger authoritative parent stuff. It's gonna trigger school stuff. Resistance is gonna come up and then you're gonna feel like a failure and then your inner critic's gonna have a field day with you and it's just a bad cycle. <laughs> so loving discipline. Come from is everything. And finally, don't put too much on your plate, please. Like Nikki was like, I'm going to release, right? I'm going to do this and this and this. I was like, no, just one step at a time. I know you all want to make massive changes, but it's the small things that we stick to that create the biggest changes. So don't put too much on your plate. Gentle, 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 one step at a time. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for listening. That's the show for today. As always, sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at Christinehassler.com.